Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a look at the trailer for Palo Alto. Mr. B's a hottie. Too bad he wants to get it in with April. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Why would you say that? Mr. Morrison, given the support you have from the community, the court would like to give you one last chance to turn your life around. Try not to hang around Fred. Dude, can't be here. You just don't care about anything. I wish I didn't care about anything. This party sucks. Try so hard to seem crazy. Do you even think she's pretty? She's pretty. I don't think she's that pretty. I corrected your paper. You could have just corrected it. You didn't have to rewrite the whole thing. <laughs> down the tunnel of death. You're young. You don't know why you do things. But there's always a reason. <laughs> Please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Anne Thompson, and tonight's guests, Gia Coppola, Emma Roberts, and Matt Wolf. I was lucky enough to see this movie in Telluride, which was the be, was Venice the absolute beginning of it? Um, we went to Telluride and Venice and then Toronto, but yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> so we also have Emma Roberts and Nat Wolf. This is Gia Coppola. This is your first feature film, Gia, but you started out with some shorts. Talk about how you found out that you actually belonged in the filmmaker side of the Coppola family. Um, I studied photography in college, and uh, when I graduated, I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do, and I, I was, I went to bartending class, and I worked in a restaurant, and I also was just making kind of little short films for my friends' fashion companies on the side with, uh, just because it felt like an extension of photography, but more elements to play with, and uh, then when I met James, he had his book and he was looking for a director and I had sent him some of my photographs and I, I loved his book and, and I think he felt my photographs were right to, to, to make his book into a feature length film but I ha that wasn't really in my mindset quite yet and, and yeah, he, he kind of took me through it step by step and, and trusted me and, and then that was history. Tell me about the first time you saw the script, Emma. What was your reaction? Uh, well, I had actually read the book, like, literally the day it came out. Like, I went to the bookstore, and they were putting it on the table, and I, I was so curious about it, and I absolutely fell in love with it. And then um, when I found out it was being made into a movie, I was like, I have to read the script immediately. I have to be a part of this. And I read the script, and it's like, 
one of the only scripts I can say that I like love just as much as the book and in like different ways. And Gia did such a good job of like blending all the characters together and intertwining all the stories. And I, I just absolutely loved it. How about you, Nat? Yeah, I was blown away. I hadn't read the book actually when I first got the script, and I was just blown away by how uh, real all the characters were. You know, nobody was uh, black and white. You know, it was all every every single character in the movie was was you know fully fleshed out, and and you know all you know you see all these movies where or you, you read all these scripts where the, char- the, the characters are, you, are too clever. You know, these high school movies where the kids You're talking. allowed to be stupid. Oh no, no! And then you see the movies where the, the the director seems like they're making fun of them, but this seems in the middle. You know, it's like just taking these kids seriously. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, what would you? How would you describe the changes that you made between the two stories and the script? And how would you describe how James helped you? Well, I was working with short stories, so I, I had to kind of fill in the blanks and be imaginative at times. But uh, the way James kind of guided me through this was the pick the stories that I like the most and uh, make a screenplay for each one of those stories. And so once I did that, he kind of said, okay, take one of those stories and make a little test film with your friends and don't worry about what it looks like. Just kind of see, hear the dialogue off the page and see what's working and what's not. And, and in that kind of process, I discovered that the best way to maybe tell this story is to is to make it more of an ensemble piece and combine the characters and to fit for the screen. Uh, yeah, I mean that's he gave me a lot of freedom to have my own interpretation, and that's what he kind of wanted. And um, but he was very supportive and uh, and when I when I needed it. So um, did you know he was going to play a part in the movie? He's one of my favorite actors, so I really wanted to, to him to play a part, but I was too afraid to ask. I didn't know if it was weird for him since he wrote the book, and, and then eventually I was just like, I gotta just at least try, and he was really nice about it and, and said yes. So how difficult was it to set it up as a, as a feature film and get the financing? It was really difficult. It took five, it's been five years since uh, we've been trying to get it going, and... Um, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of obstacles in the way, and, and I don't think, you know, I, people wanted to really invest in someone that hadn't really made anything and was young, and um, so, but James really stuck by my side and believed in me, and, and we waited until, you know, we could figure it out. So, Emma, your role is uh, pivotal here, and how, how much did you feel that this was really close to the way kids really are? Um, did, that, did that affect you in terms of its authenticity? I, I thought all the characters were very authentic. I mean, when I was reading the script and even when we were filming, it's like I, they all felt very familiar. Like I, I went to school with these people and they reminded me of some of my friend's siblings and, and even the, the parent roles just kind of resonated. And uh, that's one of the things I loved so much about the script was that it was so authentic and, um, and everybody looked like real people too, which I, I loved. Um, I mean, it was like... I loved not wearing any makeup and just like going to work as kind of myself and uh, that was awesome to get to do that. Was there a particular scene that you approached with more fear and anxiety than any other? What would that be? Um, well, prob- I mean, obviously, I know we're here alluding, probably the, the love scenes, that was definitely um, uh, kind of awkward, but it's, it's less awkward than people think because there's like 30 people in the room and it's... Uh, it's definitely not what it looks like on screen. 
How about you, Nat? Where, where, I mean, every actor looks at a movie and uh, reads the script and goes, oh, this one's going to be rough. Yeah. Probably Emma's love scenes. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, for me, it was probably, you know, it's, I... <laughs> yeah. Um, for, for me, it was probably like doing the scenes with Zoe. I, you know, I had all these scenes with Zoe where I'm kind of being awful to this, to this girl who's, you know, sweet and kind of messed up and I'm sort of taking advantage of her. And just, um, I just, those were pain, you know, kind of painful days, you know, uh, fun in the way that we were, she's a great actress and we had fun doing the scenes, but just some of the things that, you know, I just, we both felt really uncomfortable about it. All right, let's, this is a good time to run a clip. Uh, let's, let's show a little piece of the movie. All right, step one for doing homework is turning off your phone. Okay. Now, it's simple. The way to write a good history paper is to choose your event and then just explain why it happened. History is just explaining why things happen. But what if I don't think there's a reason for something happening? Well, then you need to think harder. Yeah, but I do things all the time for no reason. Mm -hmm. It's because you're young and you don't know why you do things, but there's always a reason. No? Mm-mm. Okay. I mean, if you wanted to, couldn't you just say that the reason everything's happened is because of one thing that happened at the very, very, very beginning of time? Mm-hmm. If you wanted to be a smartass. About the casting process, uh, you knew you had, you had James, but you know what were you looking for, and why were why were these two the the right ones, and Jack Kilmer as well, son of Val. Uh, well, with Emma, it, it just kind of I, I always say it was like kind of cosmic because yeah. we I had known her kind of loosely, but I was a fan of her uh, movies and in, in, in I loved her in Scream and and uh, Celeste and Jesse. Uh, but we just kept kind of running into each other, and uh, she just kind of kept popping into my head or in, in random conversations, and it just felt like there was a gut feeling that this was the right person. And I'm so glad that, uh, that she did it because she was really supportive and fun, and she's been making movies for a really long time, so I learned a lot, and she took care of the other actors. Um, and and with Jack, I've known him since he was four years old. So I a part of my elementary school program was like you had to mentor uh, a younger grade when you're in the sixth grade. So I mentored Jacks, and I remember him as like a he was like a little tyrant. And then um, didn't you babysit for him? Yeah, I guess that was sort of like I guess kind of me babysitting him. I was I was I'm seven years older than him. So, but. Uh, he, I've always seen him in it, kind of growing up, and um, and I had gotten to know Val really well working on my grandpa's movie Twixt, and and Jack kind of visiting the set every now and again. Um, but I, I was uh, auditioning a lot of kids, and he, I just had dinner with him randomly, and he was just really captivating because he was a normal seventeen-year-old kid. He wasn't interested in acting at all, he, uh, and he just has a very natural kind of 
quality about him that you just kind of want to watch him. And he, he, I think, just acting is in his blood, maybe. Um, Sometimes newcomers are better than people who have been acting a long time, who've learned bad habits. Yeah, but I mean, I, and then with Nat, I like, that was a super hard role. How do you find a young actor to play that really challenging kind of character? And um, we just hit it off. I mean, he didn't audition or anything. He just kind of like got the script and under hit you know mentioned my references bef without me even having to say it and he's nothing like his character in person but I think just it, a lot of it was just trusting my gut and and thankfully I was right and him and Jack had a great real friendship and they lived at my mom's house while we were shooting and so we were just like a family so were you real nervous on the first day I mean were you confident that you could do this I was so um eager to do it because it, I mean it had fallen apart so many times that it reached a point where when I was on the f first day of shooting I didn't believe it because I kind of had went through all the, the motions kind of believing that was going to fall apart again so then I kind of got really nervous on that first day like oh my god I'm, I'm here and I'm don't know what to do <laughs> but it, it was a collaboration we were just all having a lot of I mean they they brought a lot at the table with improvising and keeping it fun and new at, with the scenes, but you know. So how much? How many takes would she do? What kind of uh, would we she? We had time for like three yeah, at a time. Yeah, we would only do a few takes, and each take was different, which is what was so fun. Especially the scenes when it was like a lot of us like at the parties. So we would always be like trying new stuff, and it, it kept it like fresh and fun, and, and nothing ever got like stale because yeah. we we did, we were under time constraints, which almost is like a blessing in disguise sometimes with movies like this because you're like. You know, it's better that we aren't. We can't overthink it. Like we're just kind of going, going with it, and seeing where it takes us. There was a lot of improvisation. Like the scene would, um, oh, I mean, almost all the scene. I can't. I th can't think of a scene that there wasn't some improvisation. But I feel like it was always three or four takes, even with the scenes that were totally improv. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we had to move fast, so we really only had time for for three takes a scene, pretty much. Let's look at another clip. I think we have one more. That movie's pretty stupid. Why? I think all movies and TV shows and video games these days are just pointless. Okay. You're crazy. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Why would you say that? Because you just don't care about anything. I wish I didn't care about anything. But I do care. I care about everything too much. What do you mean? It's whatever, Teddy. I think you're the one who doesn't care, not me. What do you mean? I care about you. Well, let's open it up for some questions. Um, there's some people roaming around with green shirts and mics, so raise your hands. You've come so far, and you've done so much great stuff. Like, how have you grown as an actress, and how does it feel being incredible? <laughs> Thanks. It's the nicest thing anyone said to me all week. Um, no, it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's, I'm so lucky that I, I get to 
keep doing movies that I love and especially this one this was like such a special one for me and one that I was like so passionate about and wanted to be a part of so much and really like gave my all to and got to work with Gia who I'd always wanted to work with and the rest of the cast who's amazing and I mean James Franco I'd been a fan of his forever so yeah it's it's surreal and it's really cool to to like be here with this film because yeah I would think it felt like surreal to us what she was saying when we were filming and so now it's like done and yeah it's amazing. Hi, uh, I saw the movie yesterday and loved it. Um, one thing I thought was so beautiful were all the rooms were so distinct and like from the Virgin Suicides poster to like the doll with her like legs sprawled open. Were those like all planned ahead of time or did that just kind of happen naturally? It was all kind of, uh, some of it, it was all kind of in the moment, um, but I looked at like Instagram of what what was going on in like teenagers' bedrooms for uh, visual references, and 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 Jack's character's bedroom is in his real bedroom, and and, mine's yours. and yeah, my bedrooms have stayed the same since I was a teenager. So, um, we, we use that for Emma's character. Um, yeah, but I remember like loving Virgin Suicides as a, as a teenager, and like that was just like a big poster on my in my room, but. Oh, I just want to add one other thing, just that, you know, it was it was important to try and tell, say a lot in the character with just what was around them in their in their rooms and in their clothes and 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 to not have to verbally describe what these characters are like, but say it in the, in in their in their bedrooms and set designs and stuff like that. Did you turn to Sophia or any members of your family? You've worked with her before too. I've worked on my family's uh, sets when I was younger, and, and I, I grew up kind of in that environment, and I, so I've learned a lot just kind of being around them and observing the observing them, but I, this was James's book, and uh, it's his production company, so I really got the luxury to, to lean on him and, and have his support and guide me in all this. I really wanted to try and figure out on my own and make my own mistakes, and, and um, so... Hi, Emma. Um, do you think, because, like, you started so young with, like, Unfabulous, which is, like, our, like, childhood, like, that we grew up on, do you think that, like, helped you as an actor because you got to start so young and it was just normal for you? You didn't try to ha really have to, like, break in and, like, ha be an adult when you're an adult. Everything is more scary. Like, when you're a kid, you're just, like, go for it. Yeah, it's it's funny because I, I remember like when I was younger and I was acting, I would like nothing, I would do anything, like nothing would ever embarrass me. I, you have like no inhibitions and then as you get older you start becoming like more self-aware. So de that's definitely something I've dealt with with getting older. But um, but it's, it's I, I love acting and to have done it since I was so young, it, it's great because I've had like a lot of experience and I also know like the kind of things I want to do and the kind of things I don't. So yeah, it's been cool. Hi, Emma. Um, my question is, uh, aside from this movie, um, what's your favorite, like, your personal favorite project that you've worked on? Um, I mean, honestly, my favorite projects, well, recently have been this and American Horror Story have been probably the two that I've most enjoyed working on, and especially this one, because like I said, it was kind of like the dream project that I wanted, and it somehow worked out, which uh, is always great when that happens. For The Art of Getting By and Hotel for Dogs, what... What were Freddie Highmore, uh, J.T. Austin, and Don Cheadle like from your point of view? Um, they're really good. They're really great. They were really fun to work with. I mean, I've been lucky and, got, and gotten to work with really great people. And uh, yeah, Freddie Highmore is someone I loved, love working with. He's adorable. 
getting a chance to make a movie that examines roughly your generation or maybe a little younger. Um, for the three of you, can you talk about what you think about the state of today's uh, generation of teenagers? Are they going through the same, is it the same cycle or is there something unique that they're dealing with being uh, with all the technology and everything? Um, it's definitely, it was something I was kind of figuring out when, when working on this script is like how do I involve all this technology that is such a part of, of being young today, but that's a whole nother story that just wasn't a part of James's book and a whole kind of another reality that isn't very visually interesting or I'm not really sure how to convey. So I'm curious how other directors are going to start involving that because it's such a part of everyday life now. But um, uh, I, I feel like this movie is really just about those sort of growing pains of being that age group and, and, and kind of those universal emotions. So I was just trying to go for that as, and I think that's sort of universal in, in any kind of generation. And I know that um, my older relatives are, like I was embarrassed to show them this film and then they're like, please, like, what do you think was going on when we were young, so. <laughs> I would love to have them answer that question too, if, if that's possible. Would you? Do you want me? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say I think the, the, one of the cool things about this movie, too, is it, it doesn't, you know, it exists kind of on its own. You know, I feel like somehow, I mean, there, I think there's like a shot of, two shots of an iPhone or something in there. But mostly it seems like it's a movie that kind of just exists in its own world. You know, it's called Palo Alto, but it's not really, that the place doesn't really define. It's really just about, for me, it's, I think it's really just about the characters. Um, and, you know, that's why I think I've had a lot of uh, people who are like my parents' age come up to me and say, I really... I knew somebody just like your character. I really related to it because I think the movie is just that that time of your life is so um, you know special and painful. So I think everybody you know is, people still go to see those movies you know and you wonder why and I think it's because you know it means a lot to people. Things mean more to people when you're a teenager than they do when you grow up. You know? That's so true. Um, Emma, when you were doing American Horror Story, was it like difficult doing all the mean scenes? Um, Oh, it was fun. It was, it's kind. Of, it's fun to to play characters sometimes that are not likable. Like, and I think it's interesting to watch. Um, like, I always kind of like kind of the bitchy character sometimes, or like the villain. It's it, that's kind of like the fun roles to play, and then it's good to like balance it with roles like this, where I'm like the kind of nice, younger, innocent kind of girl. So I like doing both. I think it's fun. I'm curious uh, what you guys feel about the state of independent film right now, as opposed to the kind of opportunities that are available on television. Um, are you guys interested one way or the other? Talk, talk a little bit about where your taste goes, where you think the interesting work is happening. I mean, I think both. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, both, too, yeah. I, I've been doing both, which, and I've, I've been lucky where I've, I've done some movies, and then I've been on American Horror Story, and I absolutely love being on that show, and it's, the material's great, and it's, it's, it's really fun, but then, you know, you come across amazing scripts, like something like this, and these movies that are, like, you know are special and are going to be something great, so I think it, it's, at least for me, I love, I love being able to go back and forth, and I'm lucky enough where I've been able to do that recently. And what, would, what do you guys have coming up? Talk about your next projects and what you're working on. Nat? Um, I'm in The Fault in Our Stars, which is a movie that comes out in June. I'm really looking um, forward to that. <clears throat> oh, cool. That yeah, too. it's good. It's good. I, find, I got to see it. Based on the book? Yeah, right? based on the book, The Fault in Our Stars. Um, 
<laughs> and I play a, a guy who goes blind, and it's funny. Um, <laughs> but it's but it's uh, I have that coming out, and then I'm doing. Uh, uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna work with Emma again. I'm not gonna say what, what it is, but we're, yeah, I think we're, we're doing, gonna work we're together, doing a movie again. together yeah. Um And then I'm also doing um, a, a movie called Paper Towns by the same author as uh, oh, cool. John Green. Yeah, wow. yeah. I'm gonna play the dude in that. How about you? That's really but I can see in that I, movie. I gotta follow yeah. that up. <laughs> um, I uh, I'm just uh, right now. Uh, I'm going back to American Horror Story next season, so waiting for that in July, and I, I can't wait. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to be doing on it yet, but <laughs> which is kind of nerve-wracking, but uh, hopefully something as fun as, as last season. And have you got something in the works? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I've been writing, but it's a longer process than it is for an actor. Yeah. Like, I've been with this movie for so much longer, and they've just like gone off and done other things. But uh, so, You yeah, say it like we cheated on you. I know, it kind of, it kind of feels like that. Um, this is our favorite. The, yeah. Um, so Tribeca, you, you've played here, right? Yeah. How did that go? Yeah, it was fun. We had a great time last night. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Are there more questions out there? <laughs> Hi, Nat. Uh, my question is for you. Um, was it hard for you to transition from the Naked Brothers Band show to more serious movies? I mean, honestly, a great role model for my transition is, is Emma, you know, who did the, you know, we basically the exact together. same thing. I knew Emma when I was 12 and she yeah. was 14. And I, there's a picture, a funny picture was where I'm s- smaller than her. And I've Now he's really two feet dark. taller than me, yeah. <laughs> literally. But, um, you know, no, it's just been, you know, it's just been about keeping focus on doing really, you know, working with really cool people and, and doing cool work. You know, I just love acting and I love, playing music with my brother and stuff. So the, the career stuff is always going to go in and out, and you just kind of have to love it enough that you can sustain, you know? Hi. Um, this question's for all of you. Um, I was just wondering if you had any f- of your own favorite high school movies and if any of those influenced you when you were making this one. I loved um, The Last Picture Show, uh, American Graffiti, um, there's so many great ones. Uh, uh, what what do you what is it called? Uh, Fast Times at Richmond High. Uh, yeah, I love that one. Sixteen Candles. I also love the show, My So Called Life. I loved that. That yeah. was so good. Yeah. I have it on DVD and watch it still. Yeah. <laughs> Freaks and Geeks. Uh, yeah. Freaks, Freaks and, and Geeks, geeks. so good. Let's wrap it up. Thank you so much. Thank you guys.